You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. And with us today, the newest analyst for CBS Sports' NFL coverage, a longtime NFL quarterback, still technically current NFL quarterback. I want to ask about that in a second, Matt Ryan. Matt, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Is that the first time you've been introduced as a CBS Sports analyst? Are we your first interview? Yeah, it is. Look at us. Let's go. Sounds a little weird. Yeah, but uh, sounds good. Yeah, so you um, you specifically did not retire to do this. Um, you are joining, you know, CBS doing the, the TV stuff. Um, still waiting on to see if there's another opportunity. But why why was now the right time to potentially p- pursue television, and what could also pull you back to the football field? Well, I think the the opportunity that CBS uh, is giving me to kind of do a little bit of everything uh, to me it seemed like. It seemed like too good of an opportunity to pass up. Um, it gives me a chance really to find out, you know, number one, what I'm okay at, what I'm decent at, and, and number two, what I'm interested in, whether that be being in the studio or calling games. Uh, so the unique kind of uh, setup of, of um, the opportunity intrigued me. Uh, the people, you know, that, that, that I have the opportunity to learn from while I'm up there, uh, whether it be in New York or whether it be calling games, um, it, it just it, all of the stars aligned for it. Um, and at the same time, you know, I've, I've learned throughout my NFL career that uh, a lot of crazy things can happen during the season, right? A lot, a lot of weird <laughs> things can go on. And so, uh, you know, keeping options available and, and just being prudent with that, I thought was the right, you know, way to go. And, and uh, we'll see how it shakes out um, in terms of the football side of it. But I'm excited uh, to start working with folks at CBS and, and to start diving into to this next chapter. Well, first off, I think you're going to be excellent at it because you're such a bright guy. But is this something that you wanted to do? And like, did you have like a, an audition? Did you do any prep for it? Or was it just like, hey, I'm Matt Ryan. I'm super articulate. Like, this will work out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little more complicated than that. Well, I mean, come on. That's why you're here yeah. by that analysis, man. <laughs> no, it, it was I had always kind of thought about it. Um, you know, but I think when when you're playing quarterback in the NFL, um, you, you, 
you know, it's, it's somewhere way in the back. You know, you're so focused on, on what you're doing. Uh, and I, I had the opportunity after, after the season to go up and do some studio work with CBS during the playoffs. And I, it intrigued me. You know, it really did. I think it started to scratch that itch. Um, and, and I found somewhere deep in the back of the brain, you know, this could be something that I'd be interested in, you know, moving forward. But it's, to me, it's, 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 it's about the people. And so, you know, getting to know the people behind the scenes, starting to meet with them, you know, at different points of the off season and really talking about what it could look like moving forward and uh, the, the, the positions that they were looking for, the, the things that they thought I could help with, the things I was interested in, the things that I want to do. I think, um, you know, it, it all kind of just aligned. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for this opportunity. Uh, and, and really now starting to get to work, you know, of, of trying to figure out uh, how to best do this moving forward. I always find it interesting, especially for quarterbacks going into the media world, because you guys spend so much time studying, so much time preparing. And you're also very secretive as someone who used to be a beat reporter and we try to get information <laughs> out of whether it was Kirk Cousins or some of the other guys that I covered. Like occasionally they give you a nugget, but typically it was it was after the game. And it's like, all right, here's what I saw. Here's what we, we were looking at. You don't, you don't get the good stuff during the week. How, how does that that preparation change now that you're going to be the whole like the whole reason you're preparing is to share the information with people? It's very different. You know, it, it's very different. It's, it's not about kind of hiding uh, all that 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 uh, you're doing during the week. It's now trying to look at what other people are doing and explain the whys, you know, tell the story of what they're trying to accomplish, how they're trying to accomplish, what certain players they're trying to uh, either use or expose or take advantage of. Um, but that part, I always really love that part of it, right? Like during the week, getting prepared having an, an understanding of what we were trying to attack, how we were going to do it. Um, and then, you know, pulling it all together, trying to piece our pieces into that. Um, to me, that was, you know, that was such, such a part of, of, of my day to day and, and such a part of, of the enjoyment that I got out of, of, of playing that position um, that I think it's, it's a natural move to, to kind of keep, stay in that flow, uh, stay in that flow state of, of watching film and uh, trying to break down what teams are doing. So uh, I've got to work on trying to articulate it. You know, I think I've always said as a quarterback to other players, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you can draw on the board. I care what you do. Uh, and now it has changed. Now, now it really matters what I can say and how I can explain it and, and less about what I can do. And, and uh, that part of it is, is going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, I was only with you for a year, but I always felt like you had a really good <clears throat> knack for that. You know, like, you know, new guys coming into the system, kind of bringing them along. And I feel like it's going to be really similar. And a couple of times while you've been talking, you said it, you know, this opportunity aligns with things that you want to do. You know, of the things that they've kind of positioned for you, what are the things that you're most excited about doing? Well, I think, you know, there's a definite interest in, in calling games sure. and, you know, having the opportunity to do that next year, I think will be a great challenge. Uh, there's so many moving parts that, yeah. that go on kind of behind the scenes um, that, that that part intrigues me. The pace at which it goes, I really like, yeah. you know, I, I've always liked that idea of you prepare all week and then you get this three hour window to go show whether that preparation was worth it or not. And so I, 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 I like that idea of it. Uh, but the studio side of it is also interesting to me too, because 
um, having gone up and done it, uh, and then you know watching games while they're going on, having to commentate about what what you see from the first half, what adjustments you might see, breaking down plays, and sometimes you know trying to educate you know fans on on the why of of certain play calls or or decisions that people are making. Uh, I really like that part too. You know, yeah. uh, that 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 strategy side of it, the game planning side of it, has always been something that. Uh, has fascinated me. So um, the ability to do both this first year uh, cool. and, and really get a feel um, for, you know, what, what makes sense uh, long-term, um, I just, I feel lucky. You know, I, I feel a bit like a kid going to college where I have no idea what my major is going to be, but I get to take <laughs> a bunch of those courses at the beginning, figure out what I like, and then go from there. And uh, luckily, I'm a lot more mature than I was when I was 18. So I hopefully will make a much better decision than I did in college. But uh, finally, my communications degree from Boston College is paying off. I was going to say, what's, what, this, was the, uh, what was the ultimate season. decision? Communications major, huh? Yeah, that's right. That, so I, I'm saying that I started in the business school, uh, the CSOM, Carroll School of Management. And I was uh, the starting quarterback as a redshirt sophomore, so I was in my junior year. And I was already into like the major part of it. I took this course, Business Applied Statistics during the football season. About halfway through it, I was like, this is not for me. I, <laughs> I am not, you know, I don't think I can do this. And I switched over to uh, the communication school and, and finished with the degree in communications. And in all honesty, it couldn't have worked out better, you know, making that switch for what I had to do in the NFL, being, you know, in front of the camera so much. And now, you know, sliding into to this portion of it. Um, hopefully I can draw back on some of the, the things that I learned there at BC and, 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 you know, make my parents happy that, you know, that degree wasn't wasted. Yeah. I don't think Logan, 10 years for you, Matt, would you 15 or so years? Or so. Yeah. Any, any applied statistics in your NFL career? No, 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 no. I've just, <laughs> no. Here's, here's the thing. I've been, I've been busting down people for, for relying too heavily on statistics for 15 years. Like, don't give me this BS with the statistics. Show me the results. Do we win? Yeah. Do we lose? Who cares about the stats? That's yeah. funny. All right. So uh, Matt, I want to talk a little ball with you. Uh, and then I, I got one question and I want to get the hell out the way because, uh, well, I, I'm very anti clickbait. I know what the people want and they want you and Logan to talk ball. So I'm going to ask my one question. I'm going to get out the way for a few minutes and let you guys talk ball. But you obviously faced Ron Rivera twice a year uh, for all those years that you were in Atlanta and he was in Carolina and prepared for what was really his defense. Although he was the head coach, he was very hands on in Carolina. That is not how he has approached things here. And you did face this team last year with the Colts, Sam Ellinger obviously started that game, but you were in all the meetings and, and helping Sam prepare. What differences do you see from the defense that Rivera used to run in Carolina compared to the one that Jack Del Rio is essentially running under him here in DC? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I played against Ron uh, so often in Carolina. And I mean, there were some incredible defenses, uh, great players, Luke Keekley, uh, you know, comes to mind of just, you know, guy in the middle that, that kind of made it go for them. Um, and then, you know, going against Jack all those years too, whether it was, you know, in Denver or uh, in Oakland or now Vegas, um, you know, I, I saw a lot of those guys during my career. I think both of them have evolved. Uh, you know, I think the game's different. There's, there's no question about that from when I first got into the league in 2008 uh, to where it is now and how offenses are, are trying to attack defenses is much different. And I think you've seen both of these guys evolve. Uh, they're playing a lot more single high safety than 
than what we saw when they were in Carolina. I mean, you know, my experience of, of going against those Carolina defenses was they were playing a cover four shell, trying to keep things in front, but be aggressive on the outside. And when we played Washington last year, there was a little bit of that, but but for the most part, they were a single safety outfit and, and playing man-to-man coverage and playing three deep zone. Um, so they're, they're a little bit different, but the thing that you're always going to have with those two coaches is they're going to be sound in run fits. Um, they're, they're, it starts and ends there, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. And so whether it's in their blitz packages, whether it's in their base, you know, four down front stuff, they're, they're going to be sound fitting the run. And I think they've always done a nice job of that. Um, I thought they were a really good defense last year as we were preparing for them, you know, and, and getting ready to go. They had a lot of pieces, you know, a lot, a lot of different guys that, that were out there making plays and, and they were playing aggressive and, you know, they kept, they kept the team in it the, the day we played them with the Colts and, and gave, you know, gave uh, Heineke a chance there at the end. And he comes up with this, you know, miracle play <laughs> at the end of the game. But I like what their defense is doing. Um, I've always, you know, appreciated Ron as a head coach. I think he's a good man. Uh, he's tough to go against. Um, had to go, you know, against him, you know, too often. But they're going to be sound and, and they're going to continue to be sound for as long as he's there. Yeah, something that I think is interesting, you mentioned like this transition to single high and like this is a little bit of a football nerdy question. And with that single high, there's been a lot of like this cover three match, which kind of gets bastardized into like this cover six. And like it's really, really hard to tell what defenses are in oftentimes. And this one was wanted to know, like, how does that affect you as a quarterback? Because you're kind of, you know, teams are moving away from this like, oh, we're in quarters and here are the four segments and here's cover two and here's cover three. And it's it's becoming much more harder to diagnose because they're kind of in this in between with this match principle. So just like what does that what challenges does that face and how do you prepare for that? Yeah, I wish we could go back. You know, I wish we could go back to you knew exactly what you were looking at. You know, here's cover four. I'm throwing this post. Don't yeah. worry about it. You know, let, let it fly. Um, but you're right. I, I think the league has shifted to, to a lot more hybrid coverages. And, and you talk about that cover six and that cover three, you know, that three match. Depending on where the high safety is, you really can't tell. It looks the, the same, man. You know, it looks the same. There's there's a lot of difficulty in determining whether or not that guy's playing middle field, or whether he's cheating to a side, or whether it's truly a half to that boundary side. And so um, it's it's difficult. Um, I always go back to it. Probably shifted for me, you know, year six, year seven, where you started to see a lot more of of these combination coverages, where it was. Maybe a little bit of man over here, maybe a little bit of zone on this side. There were different principles within that. And it really became about reading spots. Oh, and, sure. and Logan, you can go back to this of, of having played for Kyle uh, Shanahan. You know, one of the things that changed for me when he came in was, hey, let's have a good idea of what they're doing in the back end, you know, but but let's not obsess over it. You know, right. let's let's read spots, let's understand. If we think it's split safety, we're going to start on this side, but we're going to work our progression. If yeah. we think it's single high, we're going to start over here. And then we would always have the caveat of if I knew nothing, if I have zero idea what they're in, because there's if you're being real, there's 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 times where that's the case. I'm not really sure. If <laughs> no, hell yeah. I'm not really sure if there's three buzz. I'm not really sure, you know, where they're at. So I would always have the caveat in there. Hey, what's my progression if I know nothing? 
Yeah. What if I, if I have zero idea what's my progression? And then you really start to read spots. And um, I think the more you get those those combination coverages, the more you see uh, kind of amoeba shells yeah. in the back end, the more it's about starting in spots, trusting your progressions. If it's not there, check the ball down and run. And can you elaborate that, like reading spots? Because I think a lot of people say, oh, I'm reading – you know, I'm reading the corner, I'm reading here, but like with Kyle, you're just like you are, you're just, you're reading, you're attacking like an area of the field, right? And so could you just kind of go into that process a little bit more and why that helps you out in terms of not having to know exactly what's happening? Yeah, I think, I, I think it's so huge. They ask so much of, of you as a quarterback to turn your back, right? to turn your back and show that run, whether it's they're doing more of it from the gun now than than when I uh, was playing for Kyle. But right. even still, you're shrinking, you're turning your back, you, and so you don't really have the opportunity to diagnose the post snap. You know, right. so it's it's a lot of, of of your work has to be done pre snap, and then you have to trust it. The thing I think they do a great job of, uh, and when I say seeing spots, you know, we might be attacking two yards outside the hash. Right. Yes. Or two yards or four to six yards inside the numbers. And so it gives you this, this mental um, just picture of as soon as I snap my back, I know exactly where my eyes need to go. And then you've got to assess whether it's muddy or it's not. And, and know, we would talk about reading with your feet all the time and know that if that picture two yards outside the hash or four yards from the number is muddy on my first hitch, it's on to whoever is second in right. the progression. If it's muddy on the second hitch, balls out to the check down or you're running. Right. And, and I think that's being very specific with the landmarks that you're trying to attack, uh, I, I think is important in the league right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Just those, like, the, the landmarks and the, and the zones. And the other thing that I think, Kyle, and you could speak to this way better than I could, is did a great job of is, I don't want to say giving the quarterback, like, easy throws, like, easy opportunities off of the play action. And that was such a big feature of kind of saying, like, hey, I'm not going to ask you to kind of get back there and be Mozart for 50 snaps. I'm going to give you five keepers. I'm going to give you 10 play pass. I'm going to give you five quick game. How important is that for you as a quarterback to kind of say, I don't have to be back here, you know, like sometimes you were in Indy just wheeling and dealing for 50 snaps, which is pretty tough ball. Yeah, it, I mean, it's hard to consistently win that way. Yeah. Where, where you're dropping back, where you're asking your offensive line to protect, drop back passing 50, 55 times in a game. It, you know, you might be able to do it a handful of times, but week in and week out, the, the D lines are, are too good. I remember having a meeting with Kyle 
this is probably halfway through my first season with him. Yeah. And he said, listen, Matt, he said, my job is first and second down. He said, my job is to get guys open for you on first and second down, whether it's keepers, whether it's quick game, whether it's play action pass, whatever it is, that's my responsibility. He's like, where I need you to come to life is on third down and in the red area. Mm. And, and really, you know, as you see the teams that he's been a part of, they do such a good job of creating explosives on first and second down. And like you said, they've got guys running open. Yeah. You know, they, they get guys open. Um, but for them to be successful, you've got to be able to convert those third downs that you need to. And then you've got to be able to make plays in the red area. And I always thought that freed me up as a player. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get 15 pass attempts a game where guys are gonna be open or you're gonna check it down and it's all good. And then there's gonna be another 15 that you really gotta go make a play. You know, right. you gotta fit one in there or you, or you gotta find a way to get it done. And um, I, I really think you know he does he does such a great job with that. And sorry, I got one more question, Craig. Uh, the you know this idea, you know Kyle is he's, he's a um, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe him. He's a tough he's a tough he's got a high standard let's say that he's got a high standard you also have a high standard you also have a very strong opinion um how was that relationship and how did that how did that improve like make you better how did the fact that he was like i have a very strong perspective of this offense basically say like i believe this should be in even if it makes you uncomfortable how did that elevate the offense how did that elevate you and what was that relationship like uh, you, you, uh, finding words. Uh, I know I'm in this business now, but finding words is difficult. I think that because you, because you, right one, now, I can tell you're kind of you're kind of doing this politician thing. Sometimes you just gotta <laughs> let it rip, man. Just let yeah, it just rip. let it go. No, number one, I'll say this. Number one, the thing I always appreciated about him is you knew exactly where you stood. Mm. What you know, there, there was no gray area. You know, there, there was zero gray area of, of how he felt. And um, I always appreciated that. As a player, you want honest feedback. Yeah. All, all I want is is for you to put me in a position to be successful, and I want to play my best. Um, I think that I, I, I think that he pushed me to get better. He pushed me outside of my comfort zone. Mm. You know, there was there was a lot of stuff early on. I was like, hey, I haven't really done that. You know, in, in my career, I haven't I haven't you know specialized in this. But we've done more of this. And he goes, I don't care, Matt. You can. He's like, I don't care what you've done. I know what you can do and, and push me to get better. And, and I really, you know, I, I appreciate him for that. As far as our relationship, it was really cool because the first year we were together, it was like, we we're both kind of feeling each other out. We we're kind of being nice to each other or whatever. And then we had this kind of meeting in the off season uh, between my first and second year with them. And, and we came to the agreement that we both just had to let it out. You know, like if we need to have these back and forth, go at each other, whatever. So we would have the meetings up in the, you know, offensive coordinator spot in the in the second floor of Flowery Branch where he'd be just on my ass, you know, get, getting after me. And I'd be going back at him and he'd call me on the ride home. It's like I would be leaving. I'd be like, man, that was that was intense. You know, uh, hopefully it's all good tomorrow. And then he'd call me on the ride home and he'd be like, dude, that was awesome. Exactly what we needed. We're like in a great spot for install tomorrow. And I'd be like, all right, we're good. So uh, we, it turned into, you know, a really good, really great relationship. I, I enjoyed playing for him. But we were both headstrong, you know, and, and, and both uh, had great belief in what we were doing. And I, I really think we both pushed each other to, to be the best versions of ourselves. Love it. Uh, all right. So. 
we've gotten to some of the stories that I was hoping we'd get to. Uh, but I always love to wrap these interviews with former Logan Paulson teammates with an exchange of stories. So, Logan, I need your best Matt story. Matt, I need your best Logan story. I don't care who goes first. Logan, you muted yourself. That's that's the one way Sorry. you can fail at this. Matt, there we I failed. Go. There, I'm back. So I will say, like, Matt, playing for Matt was fantastic. Like, I, the highest compliment I can give another professional football player is to say he was, like, the consummate pro. Always prepared, always knew exactly what was doing. And I was like, and I thought I was that way. You know, I thought I was really dialed in. And I remember the first, and so, like, there's a lot of very positive stories about Matt, like him getting guys lined up, him coaching up, him. And I remember we were doing a walkthrough, and we had just put in all of our code words for Apache, which is, like, 25 words and, and there i don't remember exactly how we did it but it was like there was like a formational word and there was a play word so it was a little bit different than other places i've been right and i was like okay and i remember going up to him because i was studying and we had just got the install and i was really pouring over it and i go hey matt like we were just done the first play. I was like hey matt can you just be a little bit more deliberate just for today just for the walkthrough and matt looks at me and i remember austin hooper was standing right there and he goes that you match my speed and then we just went right to the walkthrough and i was like all right i better be dialed in and i was like uh but it was like but that's how that's how he was man and like i respected the out of that because like that was something that that was his standard he wasn't going to compromise his standard for anything and like that made the offense better so i always i always think back on that story and just being like oh like let's make, let's i better remember all those rolodex words sorry for all the profanity there uh but yeah <laughs> Yeah, Nick, sorry, you now have to edit uh, a bunch, but good story. Good job, Logan. Uh, Matt, Dude, you have that's your, funny. your favorite so, Logan look, Paulson look, story. I always laugh because I, I, I feel like people are always like, Matt, you know, like, you're the nicest guy. Like, you know, what's it like playing football? I'm like, I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think you know me that well. Um but, no, but you were always really – but that's the thing. You you were always nice. Like, I remember you'd say and you'd play ping pong in the locker room and, like, you were very – despite who you were, you're always very accessible and approachable. But when it was like, let's be ready to go, it was like, let's be ready to go. And that was, that's totally reasonable, I think. So, you know. I That's why I love Logan. I agree with you. I, I, to me, it wasn't too hard. I always <laughs> felt like, listen, have fun, do all you got to do. But when it's time to work, it's time to work. And, you know, let's not waste any of that time. I think my favorite Logan story is – well, first of all, I got to say, he's a consummate pro. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. That compliment, you know, probably gets thrown around a little too much. But, like, I agree with him. There's there's certain guys that you play with that just do everything right. Uh, from taking care of their body to, to the training to how they approach walkthroughs, how they approach meetings. Um, you know, they, they just they just do it right. And, and Logan was that guy. And. He was always one of the guys for me. It was like, you don't have to worry about, you know, as a quarterback, you, you've got to, you've got to have a great idea of the guys that you're playing with and, and, and like, all right, he might not have had it the first walkthrough for our code words on, on our no huddle, <laughs> but like by day three, he's going to be fine, you know, but there are certain guys that doesn't matter how many walkthroughs you do, they're not going to know it. And so, you know, you, you've got to just continue to work with those guys, but I always appreciated that it was it took a load off my plate uh, playing with them. But my favorite story is, I think we were playing Cincinnati. Was it Cincinnati? That's not, it depends on the story, but I, maybe we were playing Cincinnati. So uh, Logan catches this touchdown. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that play. was Cincinnati. Yep. It was Cincinnati. 
So we put in this play, and it was like I think we called it Hoff Juke or something like yeah. that. I can't remember what we what, what we called it in that offense, but um, Logan's on a scene, right? So he's our vertical threat, taking the top off the defense, digging, digging out, <laughs> like, guys. We're talking in the week. I don't think we ever said it in the install with those guys, but they're like, listen, Logan's not even in the progression. He's taking the top off this thing. We're trying to work this little option route down. And they bust this coverage. Bad. And I mean, he is screaming wide open. I wasn't even like, I wasn't even supposed shit. to be on the play. They were supposed to sub somebody else in because I thought I was too slow to run this route. <laughs> Just for the context here for everybody. So he's screaming, screaming wide open. And I'm like, Matt. Throw it at his back shoulder. You might hit him in stride. You might hit him in stride if you try and back shoulder him. Threw it right at him. He catches it. It was an awesome touchdown. Yeah. Uh, just the celebration at, afterwards was was so much fun. For me, it was always fun celebrating the touchdowns with the guys that didn't score them all the time. You know, like take that, Julio like, Jones. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm saying that, but like. Your role for us was you, you did the dirty yeah. work. And, and when you see guys that do the dirty work, get rewarded for it, uh, that was really cool. Something I'll never forget. Um, Neither the caveman. Yeah. And the caveman was in there in the end zone celebrating. It was awesome. And that was back when I was about 280. And it was running was tough at that point, boys. So <laughs> be nice, nice to get a bone like that. Yeah, for sure. I love it. All right. Well, you can catch Matt this season on CBS, whether it's in the booth, calling games, in studio with the guys up in New York. Matt, this was great. Hopefully we can do it again. Uh, appreciate the, the time and welcome to the media. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. Anytime. I'd love to come on. Phenomenal stuff there from Matt Ryan. Uh, lots of editing for our producer, Nick. Thanks to Logan. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. A lot of bleeps, a lot of bleeps and blurps, but that's okay. Matt's an excellent guy, man. I'm really excited for him. That's going to be a really cool opportunity. Got a ton of great insight. I remember, I didn't say this on the show, but I remember he'd come in with Matt Schaub on, uh, what was that, Monday? No, so Tuesday after the game and uh, when everyone's kind of on their off day and they would do their own game plan prep and be in there like all day just prepping. And uh, the two of them kind of working in tandem, kind of one would do third down, one would do red zone, one would do first and second down. Um, it was it was pretty impressive. So his preparation is going to be amazing. He's going to have awesome insights. So really, I can't wait to hear what he's got because he's going to do an awesome job. So Yeah, I, and actually the commander's schedule this year obviously came out, what, a week ago. There's a lot more CBS games. There's a, def, a definitive chance that we get some Matt Ryan uh, commentary on a game this year um, just because the way the this is all super nerdy like inside baseball stuff but like the way the broad the way the broadcast deals work this year there's less ties of nfc to fox and afc to cbs there's still some but there's a like i want to say almost half the commander's games are on cbs oh, this really? year, so um there's definitely a chance that we would i mean obviously we can we can have matt on uh whenever whenever uh, he's able to do it. It would take him every week if we could. Right. Uh, but you know, whether he's doing studio work and the games on CBS or whether he's calling a game, we'll definitely have him back during the season, if not before. Yeah. Um, so that was really great. Any other things from what he, either the substance of what he said or just Matt Ryan's stuff that we want to tack on before uh, our, our second part of our podcast today is going to be an interview I did yesterday with John Kime. Tell you more about that in a second. But anything else from just Matt? I hope he does. I hope he's calling games. I really think that's like you know I know he's trying to figure out what he wants to do, but like his insight and the way he sees the game is so unique and i think he's got like a very uh kind of pithy delivery which will be good kind of like i think he i think he'll have some of that robo insight but be able to mm -hmm. kind of get it out a little bit more consistently and 
I, I think he'd be excellent at it. Obviously, he's got to figure out what he wants to do. But if, if that happens, I'll be really excited. Yeah, as will I. I, th- I think that's 100% correct. The the speed at which a quarterback can see the game, because that, that's the thing is like, I don't think people realize is like, I can watch a game on film, rewind it six times and yeah, kind of figure yeah. out what the coverage is and that kind of stuff. But if I'm watching the game from a broadcast booth, the ability to know where to look and what to look for instantaneously and also some of that comes with the ability based off down distance situation coverage personnel to to have some of that pre-snap insight. Yeah. I don't have that. I didn't play yeah. in the NFL. Like just because you watch tape and I'm not saying that there's not people that do a great job based off of watching tape, but the ability to do that in real time is a completely different animal as you well know from playing and now um, starting to to call some games and obviously you'll be doing the the pregame or the preseason for the commanders this year from the sideline. Um, but like that kind of insight is just a different level. And someone like Matt, who's been doing it from under center for all these years would be so phenomenal at it. So I'm very, very excited to, uh, to see him do that. Yeah. And I think the other interesting thing, you know, to your point about the quarterback, seeing it in real time, I think that's, that's true. Cause like, you, you know, I was used to seeing it with my hand in the ground, kind of a very specific picture. They see the whole thing and it's, and it's a, it's a skill and he's got 15 years of data accumulated in that area. So I think he's going to be very good at it. And the other thing, you know, you said anything interesting stick out. I think the interesting thing was the throwing the spots thing. Yeah. Was interesting. Like I've always thought about that and I always kind of intuited that. But to hear him articulate that was was really, really compelling, I thought. And, you know, just shows you like how complicated defenses are, you know, because like there isn't a necessity to know exactly what's going on. If that spot of the field is open, you can just make the throw. So, um that was super interesting and, and a great insight by him for sure. Yeah. I, I definitely want to see if we can get like some offensive coaches or other, other folks on to talk about that. Cause that is, it's super in depth, but it's so fascinating because we spend yeah. so much time trying to figure out, was it cover two, was it cover four, cover six, cover three, cover one, was it man, is it zone? And sometimes it's just really hard to tell on tape, yeah. but what he tells you is it doesn't really matter. Like in certain situations. Yeah. yeah. In certain, right. In, in certain situations, it's just like, is the guy that the defender that I'm, I'm reading in this specific spot in the spot that I'm reading, or is he out of the picture? And if he's out of the picture, I can make the throw. If he's in the picture, I got to get on to the next thing. And the way it's timed with the footwork and everything, that was really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's, again, like it, it's just one of those things like where that, that's where the coaching comes in. It's like, Hey, these are our best things versus these coverages. The quarterback doesn't need to know exactly what they're in. And we can just say, attack these spots We'll, we'll decide the route concepts for to beat the coverages and we'll go from there, which I think is really compelling. So that was awesome, awesome insight and, you know, just an awesome. I also insight. love that he's like, we had a plan if I didn't have a clue. Like that's, yes. that's really like different than anything else I've ever heard. It's always yeah. like, oh, we got it. I just, you know, I couldn't figure it out. It's like, okay, well then what? Yeah. You know, you're, and sometimes the plan is like run, yeah. but you know, having a plan for when things go wrong, considering how, frequently things go wrong in the NFL because defenses are really good. Like that's, you should start to unlock of why that guy was so good and why a coach like Kyle, who's the one who kind of gave him that idea is, is so good. And also those coaching points, because they do so much play action in that offense, I think is also interesting because you're not going to be able to know exactly what the coverage is. So it's like, Mm -hmm. there's the landmark. There's the spot. Is it open? Yes or no? No. I'm on my second hitch. Let's get to the flat. That's closed. Let's get to the check down. So, it just simplifies everything if you think about it. Like when you're thinking spots as opposed to, I have to beat yeah. this coverage and beat, you know, know exactly what's happening. So, yeah, I love that insight by him. And, uh, you know, good luck to him. And hopefully that 
just absolutely murders and i think it will so good yeah no he's he's gonna be great